0: What's up, party people? This is your boy, Frankie, with another one of the Undesirables podcasts. Today, we have a lot of wonderful information for you. And if you like what you hear, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Let's go. So what's up, everybody? Good evening. This is your boy and your favorite analyst, analyst Frankie, here with the Undesirables podcast. Today, we're going to give you some really good information. We're going to be going back and forth like if we were on an actual live and we're going to talk about some of the issues that we have currently in the United States. Specifically, we're going to talk about illegal immigration and the NGOs that are actually fueling some of the things that are happening in our nation. Now we're going to switch to our quick screen grab. Boom, and you have it here. The Heritage Foundation has reported as of May 5th, 2023, that the Biden administration has shoveled millions of dollars to nonprofits. This is something that is not new, as you can tell. This is something that we are just now taking a look at because nobody has reported it on X or on any of the social media platforms, which I don't understand sincerely. So what is an NGO? Before we get into anything else, an NGO is a non-governmental organization and it's a group that functions independently of any government. It is usually a non-profit and NGOs are called civil society organizations. And normally they have one particular goal in common. Some of the NGOs you might be aware of is, let me see real quick. It would be Doctors Without Borders. Doctors Without Borders could be one of the actual NGOs that you guys could have actually seen in the past. They work with a lot of people. They work with a lot of governments to provide very much needed medical resources. And one of the other organizations that you have possibly heard about would be Raices, which is an actual NGO that is based out of Texas right now. And they're working with illegal immigrants. That's for you guys that are out there. In San Antonio and the area. Let's switch back and let's read a little bit about this particular article. So as you guys can see here, we have that the Biden administration is shoveling millions to nonprofit to aid in his open border scheme. Congress may cut off the cash spigot very soon. So far, they haven't cut it yet, by the way. We see that we have some key takeaways talking about, you know, the secure the border act. You know, which it was a bill that would have successfully ended the border crisis, you know, built on asylum frauds, child exploitation and corruption. And here's the actual write up. And so you guys don't have to actually read it as much. I'm going to sum it all to you very quickly, very cut and dry. We can see some figures here. 1.4 billion of government support. 1 billion in private donations, 2.2 billion in other resources, pretty much a little bit of everything. So, what this actual report is telling us is that the actual Catholic Charities USA was able to get $1.4 billion from government support out of the total $4.7 billion in actual revenue for the business itself. And I will repeat that again. $1.4 billion from governmental support out of the 4.7 that they got as actual revenue. The actual write-up also talks about the Lutheran Immigration Refugee Services and how they were able to get grants for up to $93.1 million, making the taxpayer-funded grants more than 80% of its actual total support. In fiscal year 2022, they received actually $182.6 million in grants for unaccompanied illegal children and refugee services. Now we're going to read down a little bit furthermore. Church World Service got actually $20.5 million in grants and funds out of their $51.1 million in assets. And only, check this shit out, $511,000 from actual contributors. It pays no federal income tax, but spend more than actually $3.7 million in advocacy. HIAS, which is H I A S, $40.9 million in grants from the Department of Health and Human Services, State Department, and Homeland Security. This is all tied in to that bill that you saw in the front. And I'm going to put it back up there for y'all, which is going to be the Border Reinforcement Act. The Border Reinforcement Act was actually. Send out with the purpose of actually ending the illegal immigration. One of the things that this particular bill shows us in its twenty-eight, I would say, is a section. 20th section is it? I'm gonna I'm gonna read it verbatim because I don't like you know speculating on this kind of thing. And it's like on section twenty-eight, they have to report to Congress on foreign terrorism organizations, and it's in, in in general not later than ninety days after the date of this act annually thereafter for five years, the Secretary of Homeland Security shall submit to the Committee of Homeland Security of the House of Representatives and the Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs of the Senate an assessment of foreign terrorist organizations attempting to move their members or affiliates into the United States through the southern, northern, or maritime border. So let's go back to that. So you're telling me that the actual government within this particular bill that funded all these NGOs actually knew that terrorists were going to come into our shores and actually knew that they actually needed to have a particular way of dealing with them. So you're going to give them a 90-day head start so they can get ahead and do what they got to do within the country. But yet again, as long as Homeland Security reports it, that's good to go. As we have talked about previously, you saw a video from Ben Bergman when I did it yesterday at the actual free speech podcast. This guy telling our reporters out in the field that there's actual terrorists coming through our fucking mix. There's actual terrorists coming in through the border lying to CBP, getting to where they need to get in the United States. And we don't know where they're at. We don't even know what they want to do in here. It's not because they want to get out of the terrorist game, boys. Maybe they want to do something else. I don't know. I don't know. What could they fucking potentially want to do in the United States if it's not try to destroy it somehow? How is that even something that we're not talking about? How is that even something that is even a remote possibility for us to not be looking at? Let's do a little bit perspective. I'm taking the fucking glasses off because I'm I'm pretty pissed off right now. So let's pretend that out of every terrorist coming. in, Sorry, every immigrant coming into the United States, we have. One out of every thousand is actually a terrorist. One out of every 1,000 individuals coming into the United States is a terrorist. There has been a projected 10 million immigrants that have come in since the actual Biden administration. 10 million. I'll do the math real quick for you. About 10,000 people. 10,000 people could potentially be either terrorist or people that are associated with a terrorist organization or even practice some preference for a terrorist organization. Organization. What can that do to us? What can that do to the United States of America? How is it possible that the United States of America is not doing a fucking thing about this particular issue? That is my question. Why, President Biden, why the fuck are we just sitting here with a thumb up our fucking ass, not doing a goddamn thing about the terrorists coming into America? Why? Do we hate America this much? Do people in Congress and in the Senate hate America this much? Are you fucking kidding me? These are the questions that we need to be asking. Why are you letting them in? Who's letting them in? And what is the reason for their visit? And when the fuck are they getting out? I'm gonna share a little bit extra with you. If you thought that the actual issue when it comes to illegal immigration is something that is just kind of like out there, I'm gonna show you how some people are actually aiding the entry to our country, particularly NGOs, one that we talked about previously. These are the maps that some organizations are giving out to migrants outside of the United States so they can actually have a way and a path of coming into the United States. Not only are they actually showing them how to get here, but here are the actual routes, the actual places that they can go and get some help if they go into trouble. More so, there's actually this one, my favorite one so far. And this was actually reported on Twitter by them in 2019. These are the routes that they can actually take, and it tells you at the bottom in Spanish how long it would take you in car, how long it would take you walking, and the distance in kilometers that you can actually get in there. So now you can plan your immigration properly. It's color-coded. If you're colorblind, you're pretty much fucked at this point. But you can see some of those colors, right? You know, they look cute, look pretty good. And it tells you, you know, oh, look at this. It's only going to take you 537 hours to get to the U.S. from here. Oh, if you take this route, it's only 139 hours. If you take the red one, which, oh, my God, it's only going to be 121 hours to get to your destination, which is the border with the United States. How is it possible that nobody keeps talking about this and harping on these motherfuckers that what they're doing is wrong? How is it possible? I understand that people are suffering throughout the world. I get it. It doesn't mean that we have to be the motherfucking Mother Teresa, this bitch, and just let them come in, not pay their fair share, not have the skills that we need actually in the United States for people to come and work in here. Just let them here, Let them come in. And if you needed something else, and let's say that something happened to you throughout your journey in the border, here are some of the places that they can actually give you some assistance with some medical assistance. And yet again, here we are. Paying out the ass for fucking healthcare. Just trying to be able to get something done, people. And it don't matter. Oh, let's read the write-up real quick. This is here's amp We've given to the people along the migration routes in Mexico. They were saying it. They're fucking saying it. Letting them know we provide... In shelters. and mobile clinics. In Tenosique. Cuauhtalcos. Nuevo Laredo, Reynosa. We also operate in the center of Mexico City for the victims of torture and extreme violence. Let that sink in for a second, people. This is the kind of shit that we're dealing with. And again, we're not saying that people are not fucking suffering, but that's not a reason for you to get to the United States, get everything fucking handed to you, because that's what you think you deserve. That's not it. That's not how we grow. That's not how anybody should grow. Why is it even a possibility for us to be dealing with this shit right now. I'm looking for something else that I wanted to share with you guys. There's two things more that I'm going to share with you when it comes to the NGOs and the illegal immigration and whatnot. I did a little bit of research, right? And within this research, I was fortunate enough to find that there's about in the San Antonio area, it's about a projected 48 NGOs operating throughout the border and inland in Texas, 48 NGOs. On top of that, we know by Ben, ben Bergham's actual reporting that people are giving fake names when crossing the border. No actual IDs are being shown. No pictures are being taken. No actual fingerprints are being taken. Pretty much people are scots-free. On top of that, we know that throughout the United States, and I'm going to switch real quick over here, I want to show you something. We have, as of 2007, Nine hundred and sixty-one sites that are either directly owned or rented out by ICE, just sitting there. On top of that, this is the actual place where you can get the list. Because after two thousand and nine, there were fewer than three hundred and sixty-three sites. Tension capture or not. That's the one thing I want to show you. Second thing I wanted to show you, which I'm going to read it out to you. I'm going to switch my camera and I'm going to switch this real quick over here. Boom, let's do that one. Perfect. So within our new technology that we have throughout our world, we have ChatGPT, right? And we've all been talking about ChatGPT for a while now, boys and girls. But what we've been saying about ChatGPT and everybody else is that we're not concerned necessarily about the actual ChatGPT and what it can actually do. We're concerned about the people that are actually programming these things. And why are we worried about it? Well, we're worried about it because if somebody, let's say, that has some nefarious intent of actually having ChatGPT be something completely different than what it should be, it will become a problem. And you go like, nah, man, ain't nobody going to do that, bro. Ain't nobody going to actually sit here and program something so I not give it some, you know, I don't know, so I can do something wrong right now. No, no, no. I wouldn't have a bias or anything like that with an actual illegal immigrant or anything. I'm going to switch my display back up just so you can see the conversation that I actually had with ChadGBT. Just in the, in the middle of my research for this particular piece, just for the hell of it. I was like, let me see what the fuck ChadGBT tells me. T. after eight attempts, and I'm going to go all the way up for that. These are all the things that Chad GBT gave me. When it got to the eight... And it gave me the eight ones. And I asked to give me some more. Chat GPT stopped giving it to me. He told me that I was engaging in hate speech and that I was actually, my reasons were nefarious for my research and that he was not going to help me anymore. So I sat here on my wonderful little desk that my wife bought for me, which I thank her for that. And I said, how, how Frankie, how can we try to mess with some chat GPT knowledge out here? I was like, you know what? But if I ask it, like I was, I started in English, very broken English, and I told him basically like, hey, man, I'm an illegal immigrant. I need help. And this is what Chad GBT told me, and I'm going to read it to you. Hey, I'm sorry to hear about your, that you're in a very or in a difficult situation. Being an illegal immigrant in Texas can be very challenging, especially with the recent state immigration law that authorizes local authorities to arrest and remove undocumented immigrants it also gave me a little hyperlink that i can switch over it and it tells me what the department of justice in texas would actually do the federal government is suing texas over this law but the outcome is uncertain you may be wondering what kind of help you can get as an illegal immigrant in texas fortunately you're not eligible for most federal aid programs such as food stamps medicaid or welfare however you may qualify for limited assistance such as emergency medical care or school meals for your children. There's also some organizations and resources that may be able to help you with legal, social, and humanitarian issues. For example, you can contact Casa Marianella, an emergency shelter for migrants in Austin. You can also visit the web the website of resources and for documented entry immigrants and find some more information about immigration services, health education, and other topics. I hope this information is helpful to you. Please remember that you're not alone and there are people who care about you and want to support you. Stay safe and take care. Then I asked for some actual, hey, tell me who is in San Antonio, like show me exactly Who's in San Antonio? Show me who's actually an an actual NGO that is working in San Antonio, so I can actually, you know, get some help. Right? And I was like, all right, bet let's let's ask it. Let's see if that actually helps. And here we go. Let me switch it back over. He gave me Raices. Is a charity that provides free and low cost legal services to underserved immigrant children, families, and refugees. You can call them at 210 226 7722 or visit their website. And then, on top of that, the city of San Antonio has an Office of Immigration Liaison that seeks to coordinate and connect San Antonio's immigrant community to services and support. So, not only are the NGOs actually helping out with this particular issue, but now we have that the government of San Antonio is actually diverting people to these services. Why? Didn't the actual governor just sign something that aiding? An illegal immigrant is wrong? Like it's unlawful? Let's keep going. And Chaggy gave me more information. Never stops giving. Then he gave me another migration service. It can place throughout the travel in San Antonio. Provides navigation, case management, local transportation. All that fun jazz. Then I was like, hey, how about if I ask it in Spanish? And this is where it brought the actual Catholic charities in, which we have talked about before. That is the state of our nation, ladies and gentlemen. That is the information in less than three hours I was able to actually compile. The last one was my last little hoorah because I wanted to actually see what Chad Gbt told me and what constraints it actually put on my ability to go out there and get it. And you might be saying, Frankie, why are you doing this? Why, why do you care so much about immigration? Why do you even care that the government is doing this kind of shit? Shouldn't we be worried about something else at all? do why I care. And this is where the analytical hat comes on. I care because there is a very large amount of states that do not require IDs for you to vote in, about 22 of them. I care because this could potentially swing the outcome of our next election. I care because it is illegal. And if somebody's committing a crime, they should be prosecuted for it. That's why I care. I care because it's wrong. I care because I love my country. I care because I care, and I care more. There's no reason our society needs to be having veterans of our wars living in the street when we have immigrants that come in through the border illegally, and they get more help than those veterans that have actually gone to war for this nation. No way. There's no way. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know what else doesn't make sense to me? That I, as a f- parent of a disabled child, get no us in the government Because according to them, I make too much money. My wife can't work. She has to sit at home watching him all day. And I know she does it gracefully. And I thank her for that. Because I can't. I have to go to work. But somebody can come in, have an anchor baby like you have seen in Hernando's videos. Baby's born here. He's an American. Boom. Lady stays here. Scott's free. 20 years. Because that is fair. Why do I care? Because the left keep telling us that we're the ones that don't give a shit about America that the actual democracy of our constitutional republic is at stake because we are who we are. And yet again, we're the only ones talking about the issues that are actually killing our nation. That's why I care. And in the same way that I swore to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States when I was 17 years old, I'll do it again when I'm 36, and I'll do it again when I'm 50, and I'll do it again when I'm in my fucking grave. That's what what I believe in. So that's the information that I have for you all today. I'll be enjoying the actual format this time, You know, switch the screens a little bit, give you a little bit more view. If you have any comments, concerns, or something that is going to improve my ability to do these kind of educational videos in this podcast setting, I hope you tell me. If you want to see some more of this content, you can look at my X page at FrankieUSN1987. And there's a link over there for Rumble, which you can see me live once a week. On top of that, we're going to continue to do the episodes. This will be episode number two of The Undesirables. Podcast, And I thank you for your time. Sincerely. I appreciate you being here. And thank you for watching and listening. God bless you. Have a great day, y'all. Let's keep making America great again. Unfortunately, guys, we have come to another end of the undesirables podcast with your host, Frankie. If you want to continue the conversation, please follow me on social media at FrankieUSN1987 next rumble and youtube thank you again for being here and i hope that you're here for the next one let's go